Also, this setup doesn't... I, I realized my setup downstairs plays my voice back to me. Oh, really? So now I now I feel really empty without... I literally you like... Hear your, you like hearing your own voice as you speak? I think I'm trying to say I literally like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I do too, honestly. <laughs> well, you have a good... uh, But I can't do it. It messes up me talking if I hear my own voice. I think I've been doing it... Like unco- I didn't realize that's what was happening. Yeah. But now, now with it gone, it feels super, super like I got to yell or something. I think I might do this. Yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah, that's fine. Because otherwise, I think I'm going to yell. I already, yeah, okay. I already yelled like <laughs> when I'm talking too much. Anyway, what's up, man? How are you? Oh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. We told you that Nikki got uh, she's matched. Yes. Went from USC medical school student to USC resident of psychiatry yeah doctor dr g dr dr gallery yeah speech 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 (laughs) nikki how do you feel i feel very happy and very lucky um it's been an emotional week a big roller coaster of a week for sure it has been I, I felt it personally uh, a little bit this this episode, and yeah. we'll talk about it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. I, know. I didn't think about it until the end, but I I, I thought about, like, thematics and, like, yeah. what is this episode really about? Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is very of right now, you know? I know. Let's get into it, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about it, but uh, first, I just want to welcome you all to the podcast it's called Ratatouille, the second viewing. <laughs> dude, I can't wait to talk. Dude, this has got to be like a three-hour episode, man. I got to so <laughs> This is a jam-packed episode. Not to tack on, I also watched Red Panda. Yeah, and, uh, yeah so did I. Red, turning uh, Red. Turning Red. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I watched that too. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, a lot. I, I really, Dude, I think we're going to probably, after the Avatar stuff is exhausted, we'll probably just make a movie, like a film yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I love talking about this shit with you. Um, sorry, I cut you off. What What is this podcast, Eli? <laughs> this is the oh, well, we first gotta do our theme song. Three, two, uh, one. <laughs> oh, that theme song. I love mixing it up once in a while. Jump, 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 Welcome back to Avatar: The First Viewing. This is the podcast where. A first-time watcher of the show Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's me. Goes. Uh, why did I say that all southern? Out of the Last Airbender. <laughs> Avatar: The Last Airbender goes through and watches the entire series, episode by episode. We go through, we talk about what we liked about it, we recap it, and we get our newbie predictions. No, I'm I'm messing it all up. We it's get our good, predictions man. and our freshman year thesis. That's our format, folks. If you're listening yeah. in for the first time, you'd be like, "Nice. What does that mean?" If you've listened before, you're going to say, yes, in fact, yes, that is what happens. <laughs> um, yeah. What else do I say? I am your – oh, and this is all accompanied by an expert who has seen the show before in Legend of Korra. Yeah. I am your avatar expert, Eli. And I am your avatar newbie. My name is Peter. And I'm Nikki, your resident person who sits here crocheting while these guys do this and just listens along like a viewer. If Dr. Guillory. Dr. Guillory. Dr. G in the house. Oh, my God. Nikki, I, hope that, I hope that doesn't annoy you because I'm going to be shouting it for the next, like, 
<laughs> 50 times no, I see I you. Love it. That's really nice. Oh, man. Also, if we, if the podcast had an Instagram, I feel like uh, Nikki's crocheting would be like the prime. Like each episode, we can show like a progress. Oh, like yeah. The, <laughs> that's what I would say. Wait, Nikki, can I see what you're working on right now? Yeah, actually, here, I'm going to text you a picture. I just put yeah. it all out today. Before we get too into it, what'd you think of Ratatouille? I, do you agree? I know we talked about this last episode, if you guys missed it, but Peter said that he hasn't seen Ratatouille since it came out in theaters. Yeah. So, and I said it's the best Pixar movie. What do you think, Peter? I, wow. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, can, I can never just give a straight answer. My, my blunt answer is I, I concede my harsh disagreement. Okay. And I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's, my favorite Pixar, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like my top five films, which which I believe were the statements that I, you said. That's what I said. Yeah. You said favorite Pixar. I think you said best and favorite Pixar, which are both yeah. two bold statements. Yeah. And I think you also said top five movies of all time. Now, these are three that's bold. That's my personal. These are three bold statements, and I don't <laughs> take that lightly from you, which is why I was like very harsh question mark. But I yeah. concede that harsh question mark. Um, I fucking get it, man. I wouldn't necessarily it's really put good, in, right? in my, like, all those lists, yeah. but I fucking get it. It reminded me a lot of Pinocchio in, the, in just, like, what they're trying to say about, like, meaning of life and, like, how one should live life and, like, yeah. how one should treat others. And, yeah, and it, uh, it has a lot to say about, like, art and how art yeah. and, like, a craft is accessible to all. You know, there, there's just, like, mm. a beautiful side to it. Um, thematically, I think it was done as well as like other masterpieces like toy story finding nemo pinocchio pacing wise is one you pointed out i thought it's probably one of the best like pacing films i've seen in a long time there's no moment in the movie that's like we can cut that yeah which i definitely feel especially in the more recent pixar movies yeah there are lots of moments that's like we can just cut this out like to bring it to uh turning red i so i really like that movie yeah the first half, the yeah. second half, I felt like they could have, they could have cut a lot of it out, but like they had to hit a certain runtime. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I just didn't feel, I felt like it, it wasn't crucial for the story and the characters and the plot, yeah. but Ratatouille, every single moment is like, you need to watch this. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's on the top shelf level of like masterpiece. This yeah. is polished. Well, the thing I'll say about like turning red, like as I'm, you know, getting older and understanding the world, like <laughs> generally things are only as good as they need to be. Like it's, it's, that's why masterpieces are such a gem because right. it means exactly. that someone really pushed the envelope and took the extra effort, fought oh, against yeah. producers, fought against yeah. resource mm-hmm. people to like execute a vision. Uh, what I mean is like nowadays, like, especially if it's not hitting the box office, content doesn't need to hit everybody. Yep. Even other than this, I think Turning Red was a very good Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. But in terms of representation, like fucking yeah, that hits it yeah. 10 out of 10, like 12 out of 10 more yeah, than like totally. anything I've hit fucking seen out there, right? And also, um, not to get too far into Turning Red, but like the editing, the modernization of like internet editing, like yeah. getting into mainstream content is just really cool to see. But anyway, uh-huh. uh, Ratatouille pacing, fucking on point. Um, I thought the direction mm-hmm. – amazing direction like i've been thinking more yeah. about like direction and like what what storyboarding and like frame yeah. setting kind of stuff mm-hmm. more lately and mm-hmm. just how they mass how he mastered he or she i don't know who worked on it how they masterfully flip between like mouse 
like the rat POV to human POV to wide yeah. shots uh-huh. throughout the whole thing. The main character, what is the, I don't even know the main character's name. Remy. Or Remy, Linguini. Re, yeah, Remy Linguini. Um, no, no, the mouse is Remy. Oh, the human is Linguini. Oh, it is Linguini. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> That's, which is so funny that they named him Linguini. The rat. Sorry, not yeah, a yeah. not a mouse. Uh, Remy, he's so like normalized as like a human throughout the yeah. story. You know, it's almost like a non thing because because to him, like he thinks about taste like similar to like if you if you watch interviews of Tarantino talk about film. Yeah, like <laughs> he, he's just like he's not even there. Like, you know, yeah, it's exactly. Not, it's, it, like who he is, the fact that he's coming off nerdy, like it doesn't fucking matter because only thing that matters is the craft of filmmaking to him. Yeah. When he's talking he, about you it. can feel like his mouth, like hardly keeping up with his brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's similar to like when you hear Kanye talk about yeah. music, Kanye he like cannot music. get out of his Dude, head you... what he thinks. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah, so yeah. excited internally. Yeah. That's exactly. That's how Tarantino is, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a – I think they captured that really well in that character. And Is it Patton Oswalt? Yeah. It's not it like – It is Pat- Patton Oswalt. I, yeah. I, he – I think I underrate him because yeah, this was a too. masterful performance, man. Uh-huh. Like I thought he did it fucking – I'm using the word masterful a little too <laughs> heavy-handed. It's because today, it's that good of a movie. It, That's it, why. But, but it was really, really fucking good. I, I don't know. I just, uh, I just missed it as a kid, man. I just missed yeah. it. I remember when it came out. Yeah. It was the is it, it came out in like 2009, I think. Yeah. And this is exactly the time in my life when I was like, I am trying to be an adult. It was like the awkward teen. Yeah. Because I would have been like 13 or 14 yeah. when this came out. And so at that time, I was like starting to feel like, oh, if I want to be more adult like, then I shouldn't watch cartoons. Mm. Even though I love, I always love SpongeBob. It's like my favorite cartoon ever. Mm. But yeah. I remember that came out and my dad was like, this looks really good. I want to see this. And yeah. he wanted me to come see it with him. And I was like, I don't really know, dad. Yeah. I want to see it with you. I remember he came back and he was like, that was a really, really good movie. I can't believe you didn't come with me. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and I, I saw when it came on video, I was like, okay, yeah, actually this was really good. I really like this movie. Yeah. Dude, but I've I just really... grown to like it more as I got older. I would love to meet your parents now that. You're yeah. yeah about... but I, I love meeting I, my, my friend's parents. Yeah. Yeah, if you come down, when you come down, you should definitely come meet them because uh, right, right. they live pretty close, like an hour away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met your sister that one time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because she lives um, just down the street from me, like uh, five minutes. What a gem. Uh, okay, that's enough non-Avatar. I feel like we got to <laughs> jump into it. Uh, dude, uh, I got more in the chamber, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about our episode. So today we watched season two, episode 11. Is that right? I think so. Uh, or 12. That's about right. That's Episode 12. Right. No. Season two, episode 12, The Serpent's Pass. For some reason on Netflix, it combined this episode with the following episode, The Drill. Uh, that's also a really good episode. Uh, this one, I also love this episode, but uh, what are your overall thoughts, Peter? Dude, what a... I'm I, Like I said, <laughs> I'm kind of overwhelmed by this episode. It was so good. Yeah. There's so many things to touch on. You know, like usually there might be like an A story and a B story. There was like a very robust C story, if not like a D story, like... You know, like in terms of what physically happened, it was another kind of like pass through episode of like, yeah, to get the players from like point A to point B. Yeah. But thematically and character development wise. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, And also like, hey, by the way, we're PG-13 now in in like many different ways. Yeah. So that stuck out to me uh, in terms of like visuals, what they touched on, tonality, some of the animations. Uh, Let's start on the on the visuals. 
the very first scene of this episode, there's this shot of Katara when she's like jumps into the water and then she comes out and is like, sorry guys. And Nikki was like, oh my God. Yeah, what did Nikki say? I want to hear what Nikki has to say. Yeah, what'd you have to say? Sexy. I have a huge crush on Katara. Yeah, her hair was down and she she was wearing this like skimpy outfit and it's like, huh. I guess Dude, they're planting the seeds still yeah. at this point. Well, I mean, it was very... <sighs> like, what goes into that choice, right? Because... Right, that's what I was they, thinking. They, they framed it and they held that shot. Yeah. It, was an, it establishes something and it establishes her fucking beauty. Exactly. Her budding... I, I don't know, man. I, I was definitely, Why did they do this? <laughs> I was definitely smitten. I was blushing throughout this episode. This was a yeah. blush, blushful episode. There's a lot of love and Lust romance and in this like episode. Puppy love type. Yeah. Like, you know, but it was in a, in a nostalgic, like beautiful way in, in some senses. Yeah. Like, and, and very pure. Well, let's get into it. Why don't we recap the episode and we'll go over all those moments. Newbie recap. Yep, yep. Newbie recap. I will do my best. Keep me in line. This is one of those weeks I'm going to need some help. Okay? Yeah. So we established last episode, Aang Gang, uh, Zuko Iroh, they're, they're all, they all got to go to Ba Sing Se. Everyone. So, yeah, everyone. And there's mm. two paths there, it seems. One path is this underground Earth Nation run ferry that mm-hmm. is presumably much safer. Like they take refugees there a bunch, but you just need your pa- paperwork, like Earth Nation paperwork. The other path is the treacherous serpents serpents pass you know and like everyone eats shit when they go there Mm -hmm. so naturally they all try to go into the earth nation side underground refugee refugee ferry side uh zuko and iroh presumably just uh get snuck on board through the white lotus connections Mm -hmm. and they're making way there and then they happen to run into jet from the (laughs) Many, many yep. episodes ago. That bad boy. Yep. Uh, rebel. We all love him. Sort of guy. Our freedom fighter terrorist, man. Yeah. And they, Zuko and he team up to steal some food from the chambers and like give it out to people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which they don't develop it too much here, but they do kind of set up some thematic points and some plot line points of like yeah. how they will work together and then maybe butt heads down the road. Because they, they very much do the setup of like Jet thinks – He's recruiting like a soldier in arms, like an ally. Yeah. But obviously like shit's going to hit the fan in that sense. But then it also begs the question of like, well, what does it really mean to be the same archetypal person, but on different sides of the battleground? Exactly. He doesn't know he's at the Fire Nation and he hates the Fire Nation. Zuko doesn't know that. Yeah. But that's our B story. And the A story, the end gang uh, ends up meeting up with Suki, the... uh, the spicy Kyoshi warrior, Kyoshi warrior lady from season one, and Sokka's past flame. Yeah, Sokka. They start to flirt, hit it off again, and they decide to take Serpent's path because they were with a, like they happened to like shoot the shit and like talk to this like family that couldn't get their paperwork in order and like mm. one was pregnant, so they wanted to like help them through the Serpent's path t- together. They overcome the treacherous path. There was like a giant dragon serpent thing that's trying to fuck them up but they get past it there's also Mm. like this fire nation ship that tries to kill them but they get past it and then at the end the lady gives birth katara helps that lady give birth um and throughout this whole thing ang has been like really struggling with like processing his emotion around 
grieving opera or not or processing his emotions not, yeah, that's the conflict yeah. yeah he's very withdrawn he yeah. rejects uh katara's offers to try to process his emotions and accept her love but he doesn't yeah yeah they they make really good points of like little symbolic actions of all that stuff mm-hmm. i'm trying to get through the plot points uh they get through to the earth nation side and ang the birth of the child is kind of the symbolic thing that we'll come back to but he realizes like hey i'm gonna go off and like try to find out on my own guys uh Mm -hmm. so he flies to bossing say which they see in the distance or at least like the wall this big wall Mm -hmm. and then once he gets to the wall he sees like this massive military drill fire nation thing charging towards the wall and then that's like the dun 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 to be continued we already gave her overall thoughts but what are your predictions I mean, yeah. next we have the drill. Netflix paired it with this episode. I don't really know yeah. why. And it called the two pairing together. They called it yeah. The Secrets of the Fire Nation is the overall title. I, and I'm confused because like, I'm not able to find a record of that online. I did see that yeah. these two episodes premiered on the same day as were the previous two episodes, The Library in the Desert. Yeah. Because uh, they're, they're, those are definitely in yeah. pairs together. They yeah, yeah, yeah. lead right into each other. But... What are your predictions based on this episode? Uh, yeah. Say around. Wait, just a note on that. Uh huh. This might be a total non sequitur, but it might yeah. be as something as boring as like when when like pr- distributors are negotiating with studios on like contracts and stuff. Yeah. Like sometimes like there's like a workaround of like you might ha- you might have like promised like per app we're gonna pay this much. Yeah. But then like they have to like so they have to like squeeze in work around like let's just name these two episodes one episode type of thing it I might see. it might be like a production side based thing i, I don't know some money uh, such a, yeah, yeah some commerce related stuff but anyway um predictions who a lot of predictions i think well one of it i think is that the way that the ang gang got their paperwork their their tickets even though they didn't have their passports is because toph flexed her like family crest which was like super aristocrat one of the richest families connection. in the earth kingdom yeah flex my guess is that that somehow s- triggers something to her family and like that's how they'll track her like earth yeah people uh the other thing is like ang flew up and like hurled a fire nation catapult boulder fire boulder <laughs> back at his ship i'm like yeah I, you know how many people you know <laughs> that can do that like <laughs> i feel like we that's, use the avatar yeah, like that. I feel like dad's going to set off signals and like have Azula, who has not been in the latter half of this season at all. Like maybe she, I uh-huh. think she's finally going to come back into the scene with this stuff. Okay. Yeah. The torpedo stuff. I think the next episode is what well, he, Ang says at the end of the last ep- this episode, like Appa's going to have to wait because some shit's literally about to hit the fan here. It's like the this, drill with the mm-hmm. drill, the giant drill heading towards the Great Wall of China thing. I think next episode, he's just going to, you know, sabotage that. Okay. And then what are your thoughts about, I guess they, they, I guess pretty severe, not severely is the right word, but they give us a big clue about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. Uh, Sokka has this sort of torn affinity towards Yue still. He's still not completely over her. Yeah. Suki tries to kiss him, but like the moon is like right in between them and it feels so (laughs) weird because he's still dating the moon. But then at the epi- at the end end of the episode, he does kiss Suzy- Suki. So what do you think is going to lead with that? Because Suzy- Suki said she's 
one going back, so she's not going to yeah. come with them to Boston. So. I ship it. I ship it. I ship. Okay. Listen, you guys ever bring baggage from an old relationship into a new one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's kind of what that C storyline was about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think they're going to bring Suki back, and they're going to quote unquote end up together. I think they're going to Ron and Hermione to. Got it. Bold prediction. I can I can see that officially shipped canonically shipped. Yeah. I officially that is I put my chips on it. I All think right. they're going to end up together. That's my prediction there. I didn't realize this maybe because this episode was so like cutesy smoochy but yeah. like Toph for the first time I was like wait does Toph, yeah. is Toph <laughs> kind of smitten with Sokka right now? Yeah. Like, or there's like there's like a lot of triangles on triangles happening here. And if you can't remember view listeners what happens is when Toph is refuses to walk on the ice initially because she can't see on the ice yeah the ice breaks she's drowning she can't swim because she's an earthbender you know can't see in the water either Sokka's gonna save her but then Suki goes and saves her raises her out of the water and then Toph is like oh my hero Sokka and kisses Suki on the cheek thinking it's Sokka and it's like, what? Where did this come from? This is like the yeah. first time that Toph has shown that kind of yeah. affection or emotion, like vulnerability, or like, yeah, yeah. Because she's very like she stands up for herself with yeah. anyone, and she has this sort of like I don't need anybody attitude. Yeah, like that's kind of in- integral to her character. Yeah, right. And I also wanted to comment on this. If I guess we're rolling into our favorite parts of the episode, is Toph is extremely level headed when anything happens. The entire yeah. serpent's pass, she like didn't bat an eye until she had to step on the ice. Even when they yeah. got assaulted by the serpent underwater, she yeah. just like raised them onto the little island and then she wasn't freaking out. Everyone yeah. else was. I feel like, not to be corny here, but like if she's grounded, she feels very grounded. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the appropriate, that was the appropriate response to that statement. Yeah, <laughs> zing. <laughs> I, I think it's you true. don't <laughs> say. No, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Because she can, dude, like, I always forget, but like, not only is she not blind, she is somewhat like omnisciently, like, (laughs) she sees like almost omnisciently. She sees more than most people. Yeah. Right. Which is, you know, it's some daredevil shit. Uh, Yeah. But, you know, I get it. And yeah, to add to the, the smitten with Sokka thing, when they're on the ledge and some of the rocks start falling... Sokka like rushes to save uh, Suki and says like, be careful. Like you got to be okay. And then like yeah. Toph has this moment where she's like, harumph. Oh, thanks for saving my life, Toph. Like I never get mm-hmm. a thanks. And initially they put that part first. And initially it's like, oh, there's Toph being like a grouch again. Yeah. And then, but then the second part with the water kind of makes you think like, oh wait, like maybe she's like, a little bit butter. Maybe she's a little pouty that she's not getting the attention, uh, romantic attention that Sokka yeah. clearly has for Suki. Yeah. I just, thought, I, I just thought that was cute. Uh, yeah. They're breathing some like three dimensionality into, into Toph in that way. Mm-hmm. And we had plenty of that between Aang and Katara this episode. She yeah. is again, proving herself to be the heart of the team. Really trying to help Aang process his emotions. Yeah. And he's unable to do so until the very end when they finally, Aang thanks her for being such a good friend and they hug. And it's a really sweet moment. Yeah, to describe that specific arc. Oh, man, we're so scattered. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> yeah. So Aang's arc is like he 
So he feels bad for losing control because he was upset about Appa in the last episode. Yeah. And Katara did calm him down from the Avatar state, but now he doesn't want to feel anything. Yeah. Because what if he hurts people again? Mm-hmm. Right? So when Katara says like, hey, it's okay to like feel bad, dude. Like, yeah. Like, let me give you a hug. He says no. Mm-hmm. Which like, you know, if you've been listening to consuming some like self-help Instagrams and podcasts, like self-isolation is like very much a thing. And it's, it's the thing yeah. that I do. I've talked to you about this. Yeah. So I feel that. And then, yeah, towards the end, like seeing the newborn child, feeling safe to say like, it's okay that I'm feeling this. Please let me accept your affection and love and support. Mm. Doesn't change the fact that I have to go do things and change things and manifest yeah. and take action and all that. Yeah. So that was, I felt that in my, in my corazón. I felt that in my mm. heart. <laughs> yeah. It, this, watching this episode was kind of personal to me and Nick because yeah. our cat Ferdinand passed away uh, almost a week ago. Yeah. And seeing Aang process his emotions, um, not sure how to do it, feeling the loss for Appa yeah. was, it, it rang a special bell for me and Nikki. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's, it was, um, it was just a relief to see him like fully go through that whole arc in one episode and yeah. then come to terms with that, that loss at the end. Yeah. yeah. I thought about that. Yeah, I think this episode really is about it's about loss, but, but it, it's more it's mm. more it's more than just it's it's about the courage to love after loss. Yeah. Finding the courage to process loss and love again is kind mm. of what this episode is about. Yeah. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, Ferdinand. Oh, Ferd. Yeah. He good, uh good cat. He was on this uh podcast before. We've um I've put him up to the mic to hear him purring give him the some, he would purr. jump up when we were recording and stuff but yeah yeah he'll be missed he is he'll very missed, missed. Now. yeah this episode is dedicated to ferdinand yes it is yes it, it really is. is ferd had the gravitas of of appa too yeah <laughs> he really did Big cuddly creature well not yeah, he, not exactly cuddly but he, he was, was a tanky. Big furry creature yeah he, he was, was tanky exactly he was the tank He's a big yeah. boy. Should we talk about our favorite scenes? Yep, yep. You want to go first, dude? <laughs> yeah. Me me go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, we just talked about that. I think my favorite part of the episode is just seeing Aang come complete his mini character arc this episode. And that paired with Suki and Sokka, like all of that emotion and that short amount of time, the baby being born, Aang being able to cry and process emotions and then Sokka being able to express himself and move on uh, from his loss uh, was just, just uh, important for me at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. How about uh, what are your favorite stuff? <laughs> okay. So my favorite stuff, I really think the, I would say one of my favorite things was the, the harp that played it. It played one after Qatar came out of the water right okay um it, it and it like that's why it's like not even just like a happenstance like they snuck it in no they, they like held it and they added sound effects of yeah. like look at her body it's beautiful <laughs> but but okay, hear me out they play the harp again the second time they play it uh-huh. is when toff 
puts out her crest and they show the crest and they stamp huh. the crest. So it's really <laughs> funny that they use that same like, wow. How beautiful. <laughs> yeah. On that same, on that same, uh, the, the same audio on that. And then yeah. the third time they play it, I believe is when they're about to kiss. Sokka when when Sokka and Suki are about to kiss with the moon, with Yue watching right from the background. <laughs> right in between them. Um, and then it's the same note and then it turns into like a diminished chord and there's like a sad, yeah. like a more sad like minor chord that plays after uh-huh. that because it didn't work out. And then I might be making this up. I'm pretty sure they play it again with a baby. It would make a lot mm-hmm. more sense if they did play it around with a baby. So I like that like audio based motif that they brought back throughout the episode. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. Well done. You always pick up on that. I I, it kind of goes over my head, honestly. I did. I think it's cool yeah. that I love because the things that you pick up on that I don't, I am <laughs> always like blown away by. Yeah. So I, I think it's, I, I like the give and take there. Mm. Uh, I love the thematics. Uh, I really like. So Jet has these two goons with him, yeah. like freedom fighters. I yeah. think they're called Smellaby and Longshot, Longshot. which mm-hmm. are just like just amazing, like. Just yummy, like snackable characters that they just yeah. side characters that they made, and the way that they animated them, you can tell they're not going to be like huge players, but just like yeah. here's like two more fun little things that we worked up mm-hmm. on the drawing board, you know. But mm-hmm. they do give them like a couple moments where Iro's like, "Smelly's a interesting name for a young lad" or something, and then yeah. Smellyby goes, "Uh, did you just assume my gender, bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. And says like I'm a girl, and then yeah. goes off, and then Longshot is like, no, nah. doesn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, it's sort yeah. of like a Chewbacca situation where he, yeah, yeah. only uh, Long uh, Smeller B is the only one that understands him. Yeah, uh, and says a very complex. Yeah, uh, sentence where it's like it doesn't matter what other people think of me as long as I'm happy with myself, and which is a super like gender is a construct moment in yeah. Avatar that I'm glad they included. Yeah, years ahead of its time. Years exactly. Ahead of its time, and dude, <laughs> so cool. Um, the the way that they play with how short of a medium that they that this show is. Yeah. Uh, how little, like in terms of thirty minutes, but also in terms of like episode count. I think they breathe so much life into this universe, into the characters, mm. and in that little, I don't know, sixty second frame. They're just like, like bombing. What am I trying to say? I think they just do a really good job of. They're not going to develop these characters, but it, <laughs> it's an added element of the universe that's just really easy to snack on, and, and I'm yeah. thankful they do. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, it, it was weird because in the beginning I thought the animation was a little bit lacking, but then they really turned it up yep. through the action scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is one I one thing I actually wanted to turn up. So they uh, make it clear that this is a PG-13 show now. At least this episode is through kind of the more romantic stuff and like the sec- like the budding romantic, like uh-huh. the shippy, smoochy stuff. Yeah. Uh, but they also do it through, um, they're, they're demonstrating the character's bending ability and like sof- yeah. how good they are and how casually they can do it. Or like, not casually, but how, how they, how confidently that they do it. Like yep. whether it's Katara just ringing out the map that was wet to, yeah. you know, how she parts the water into this, like, underwater air it's bubble. It's a little bubble, yeah. Yeah, like, Aang casually, like, ice bends around himself when he's swimming. Toph, I guess, you've kind of seen her masterfully bend, like, this whole time. She's so, she's definitely, at when they introduced her, 
If yeah. this was D and D, the party's level five. She's already level ten, right? Oh, like for she's sure. Yeah, way she's, better than. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like they, I think they made it a point to remind us that Katara is also like a level eight or yeah. something. Like, mm-hmm. like she did some like master levels classified shit in this episode. Yeah. Um, the way that also the way that they like action shot sequenced it, where when she was like surfing towards the serpent, mm-hmm. or towards the end where where Ang was uh, kiting up the wall. It was reminiscent of some shots of like Attack on Titan, yeah. uh, you know. Yep. Like, uh, so I, I think they're, I think that sequencing and hinting towards cooler action shots like that, but also like, hey, like these aren't the same kids we started with anymore. Like reminding yeah. the viewer, mm-hmm. you know, th- these are kids that have seen some shit now and like can 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 do formidable things. Yeah, Katara and Aang when they're facing the serpent, they make the whirlpool to like yeah. defeat it. Yeah, they, they yeah, didn't yeah. even have to communicate. They just started yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, this yeah. is a I, snack I of a foe that. for yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was a thing that they snuck in this episode. That was, um, or they didn't sneak it in, but it wasn't, it, it was show, don't tell, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's a big tonality shift uh, that is, you know, signaling things to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, that makes me expect a lot more cool battle scenes. Yeah. That makes me expect. More mature I mean, themes like this episode. Next episode, you know that there's going to be a battle coming up. Fire yeah. Nation's trying to breach the wall and Aang is there on his own. Yeah. Can I add one more thing? Yes. I think Go ahead. I would be remiss not to mention the poor cabbage guy <laughs> at the, at the uh, borderline he, that, yep. you know, you can't take produce no. or customs. If you've driven across state lines before, you know, they ask you every time, do you have any produce in your vehicle? That banana, throw that away. <laughs> it's not gonna, not gonna work. Is that actually a thing? <laughs> yeah. If if what? if you have a bunch of apples in the back of your car that yeah. are like grown in, like if you're in California and you're driving to Oregon, yeah. you have a bunch of apples or whatever. They're gonna yeah. be like, no, you can't bring these over because. It mess. They 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 said it in the episode. It messes with the system. No, I knew. I, I I've done that on airports, but never like driving. Oh yeah. across state lines. They'll ask. Maybe. You. Okay, okay. I think it might mm-hmm. be different on the West Coast because East Coast, like people drive. Like we got tiny states. Oh, over okay. Here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it is. They're all the East Coast. Like New England is very yeah. connected. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so what did we not like about this episode? Yep, yep. Do you got anything? I've been focused on the goods. The only moment that felt a little like I didn't dislike this episode. I I just felt it felt to me like maybe it was just world building and I thought yeah. something was going to come out of it, but nothing came out of it. Was there like, oh, yeah, the Fire Nation owns the western side of the lake that oh, the yeah, surface yeah. pass goes through. And they have the one ship that fired upon them Yeah, uh, that kicked off Sokka's moment with Suki. But like you didn't they didn't show up again. And I, yeah, you're kind of thinking in the back yeah. of your mind, like, when is the Fire Nation going to attack and make things complicated? Yeah, so it didn't happen. I guess that that's the only thing for me. Like, I really feel like these aren't even valid complaints. They're yeah. kind of like me splitting hairs. Like, yeah, like I, I don't think Ang should have used his airbending to fire the the catapulted fireball back at the ship because I would think that staying covert <laughs> is paramount. Yeah, but okay. Uh, but who cares, I guess. I think another thing is, like, geographically, that land structure doesn't make sense to me. It's, like, a paper-thin, <laughs> huge mountain surrounded by two 
like lakes. free bodies of water. Like, yeah. I feel like that that like erosion wise, like how's that yeah. possible? Like, yeah, but like point. again, like that's not the point, Peter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Or like, uh, should the Avatar gang like actually divert their entire path just for to these help like some refugees? Yeah, they just kind of take it as a given of like, oh, she's pregnant and they're yeah. innocent civilians. So obviously the Aang gang is good. So obviously they're going to they're gonna help them. I, I uh, originally like, thought that when they were yeah. like, let's help them. But then again, I, I thought back to it and I was like, these people showed them where this refugee thing was. Uh, so there'll be a pretty dick move of them to be like, I'm sorry, guys. We got to yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you can get path. past the serpent's pass. Wait, wait, wait. That's a good point. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a dick move. Imagine if the that. avatar too is like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm much more important than you. And I have yeah, to. Thanks get for showing us a better way. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't, cool. I don't have, I don't have too many negatives. This yeah. Episode, to be honest. Should we move on to our freshman year bogus thesis then? I mean, mine is just super sincere. It's not even mm-hmm. like a bogus, like merp yeah, doesn't have to be bogus. Just, yeah, I, I just think uh, this episode really. We've talked about it this whole time. It's it's about um, I don't know. Loving is worth the the, the pain of loss sometimes, yeah. or it, it, lo- love is the answer. You know, love is worth yeah. worth the, the the pain of pain of loss that it may come with mm-hmm. yeah we i've i've been thinking about that uh recently because uh, i was thinking about losing ferdinand was like this is i've lost like family pets like my my parents dogs that they had uh so was nikki and yeah. and like cats like that we grew up with or dogs and cats but this is our first animal that like we adopted for us and we were yeah, their yeah. primary owners. Uh, yeah. it's, it was so much different. He was fam. Yeah, yeah. he was fam. Like, and you had like a much more personal relationship with him. Yeah. And this, like, we were his whole world. Yeah. So it was, it's, it's, it was so tough to do that. And then we were thinking about, because we also have our second cat, Fiona. Yeah. And we're thinking about like, and, you know, eventually we'll probably want to get another cat. Yeah. And, we're talking with other people about loss and we've heard the sentiment that's some people have that, or just a, a thought that people have, but I think people overcome, which is like, I don't know how I can get another pet because yeah, I can't stand to see it eventually die. Right. Yeah. And it's something that I feel so strongly coming off of a loss, but I I keep trying to convince myself that it's worth it because of the years of love before that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were talking about for this past week, like, think about all the things. Like, you were telling me how, like, you are kind of different as a person. Yeah. I don't know. Like, he had such a personality, dude. Like, he, oh, yeah. <laughs> he had such a personality. And, like, you talking about how... One, you just, I think you just enjoy interesting personalities and like yeah. getting to know and like vibe with different personalities. But yeah. I think like ta- hearing you talk about how he grounded you and you, you didn't use this word, but I, 
basically you were saying like you, he inspired in you a, a different way to kind of be. Yeah. And like, you know, that is like, you can't compare, you can't do this whole like ROI, emotional ROI, yeah. <laughs> loss versus exactly, love. Like, exactly. You know, like that, that like it kind of, you, you can't neatly put that into a box of like pet one, pet two. It's just exactly. Like, yeah. No, like this relationship gave me these great fucking things and it hurts yeah. to not have, have him here anymore. It's, it's indescribable to have some, something change your life like that and having that yeah. relationship with someone. So yeah, I, that's why I connected so much with this episode. I think it is, it's always worth it to choose love instead of being afraid of loss. Choose love, choose hope, yeah. kind of interchangeable. They, they, they chose to stick with the word hope in this episode. Yeah. But I think like conceptually we're, we're speaking in the same direction here. Um, yeah. The, the, the path to the serp- the serpent's path says abandon hope. Yeah. At the beginning of the path. And then at the end of the episode, they named the baby hope. Yeah. But yeah, uh, to, to tie up the, to, to uh-huh. tie up the, what, the, the bow that mm-hmm. neatly tie up the arguments, it would just be, I would just talk about, you know, Aang processing Appa and then, mm-hmm. uh, Sokka processing UA and like understanding mm-hmm. that he shouldn't not be present with this very good relationship in front of him because of uh, a loss he had in the past kind of thing. Yeah, totally agreed. My thesis for this episode is, I think another theme that we're, we're talking about sort of adjacent to what we're talking about is yeah. even if you're the most powerful person in the world, even if you're the yeah. avatar, yeah. you need other people. And oh, I fuck, think, dude. yeah, <laughs> I love you, man. That's yeah. such a thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes a good adventure, right? Like, yeah, you know, the main character, the main guy can't he he always can't do without his friends. Right. Yeah. Uh, and usually that's what just defeating a powerful foe. But um, conquering his his loss, he couldn't have done that without Katara showing him yep. the way. And yep. it's also represented uh, represented through their decision to help this family. Right. Like. Everyone in time of war needs each other, uh, especially refugees. Uh, these people, you know, yeah. I guess it's mirroring real life in a way with the uh, refugees from Ukraine. Yeah. I get by with a little help from my friend. <laughs> Gonna try yeah, every- with a little help. We yeah. need each other through everything. If it's Even if it's just uh, saving our physical bodies or yeah. uh, saving our internally emotionally yeah. helping ourselves we need other people we can't we can't do these things on our own we can't just reach inside of us dig out the sadness and pull it out you have to but i wanna <laughs> everyone want it it sounds like that's the easiest thing to do yeah. that's what seems easiest to ang but he needs yeah. his friends to help him through that and that's my thesis it's a good thesis man and uh, supporting exhibit maybe not a or b but c even towards the end zuko says uh, I've, I've realized that maybe the path alone isn't the best path exactly. sometimes or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. We um, have three touch points on this. Yeah, yeah. Dang, that's a good point. Ima- imagine if Kanye had a Katara hug right now. I think Kanye I needs a Katara hug right now. He, I think Elon does. needs a Katara hug right now. Yeah, uh, we. I think all yeah. of the most powerful people in the world, I'm always so afraid for them because I feel like they – they have nobody in their life that they can fully trust. And speaking yeah, of like... I mean, that's why Kanye's freaking out right now because, yeah. you know, he had Donda, he had Kim, and it was like, you know, now he's... 
Exactly. He's got God, I guess. He has his, yeah, he's got God for him and he has his kids. Yeah. But, you know, it's complicated. And all these yeah. super powerful people that are trying to save or change the world, I they, <laughs> everyone. It's scary, I, man. They, I, it's it's like, really scary to imagine the most powerful people in the world being these fucking loners, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. Because you, like, yeah. how do you create and change from a place of, if you're not in a place of love, it can be very dangerous. You know, you exactly. can do Zuko, you can do angsty Zuko-like things. Exactly. You know? Yeah. You you lash out uh, if you don't That's how you that. get Fire Lord Ozai type type behavior, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, Fire Lord Ozai is a good example of that where he expels his wife and like he has his, his uh, Azula, but I mean, I guess they haven't really explored their relationship as much, but you know that he's more proud of her. Anyways, I think we, uh, I think it's about time for us to thank our sponsor. No sponsors this week. We can just dedicate it to dedicate it to Ferdinand. It's dedicated to Ferdinand, our yeah, our source of constant source of joy, creating this podcast, and the memory of him and the audio of him does live on. And thank you all, all you for listening time and time again to this this beloved podcast. Yeah, this silly little podcast. This silly little podcast can mean so much to to me and Peter, and I hope it. Yeah. I hope you treasure it as well. And if you do treasure it, make sure you go on <laughs> go on to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Go on to Spotify, though, because a lot of you listen on Spotify. And write a review. Uh, rate it five stars or less if you don't like it that much. And, <laughs> and uh, tell a friend that likes Avatar or is interested in watching it. Now, maybe, maybe eventually they'll be listening to my voice right now. Hello, new friend. Hello, new friend. Peter. Got any words of wisdom? Oh, wow. Uh, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And uh, let it out. And uh, call your Katara. Call your Katara. Call your Katara and say, hey, I think I might need to chat with you. It's It's been tough, maybe. Mm-hmm. How are you? Do a little bit of that. It'll be good for you. It'll be good for your soul.